Hi guys, here we are today with Kevin Cummings, uh, Talent Acquisition Manager in Silicon Valley. Uh, Kevin, good to see you. How are you? Good, good. It's a pleasure to 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 speak to see you and, and speak with you again, Lawrence. Yeah, no, it's it's actually it's been a while. Um, so I'm actually looking forward to doing this. Um, slightly different to what we normally do, um, but of course, diversity, equity, inclusion is a huge topic right now, especially especially in the tech world of talent. Um, but it is of course also very political in nature. Um, I've always tried to remain politically agnostic uh which i think I've, I've expressed to you um i don't know how how agnostic i'm going to be after this but before we kick off i was actually thinking rather than just jump into discussing diversity equity and inclusion why don't we just start just take a few minutes and discuss what we do agree upon right because i'm sure there's going to be things that we we don't agree upon um so i kind of put together a list and the first thing i i wanted to just go through is one and just tell me if you agree with me on this um we both want to create prosperity within society absolutely okay we both believe in the family unit absolutely okay we both believe in equal opportunity and that's the biggest one absolutely okay capitalism is better than socialism Absolutely. <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah, I was a little bit nervous about that one. Okay, we believe in the individual taking personal responsibility. Absolutely. Okay, the education system is broken. Absolutely. Okay, fine. Um, the US is still one of the best countries in the world to live. I would agree on that. Okay, fine. Okay. And we would both be prepared to make personal sacrifices to save millions of lives. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, oh, yeah. Okay, so that's it. And, and I, again, it was more, rather than just like jump into like some political discussion, I think it's quite important for these things to rather see that actually, even if there's anything we do disagree upon, um, there's also a lot that we have in common. And I think probably our values are probably more aligned with those we disagree with than, or we have different views to, to than, than we've realized. And again, with diversity, equity, inclusion, it's something that I've not even had mixed feelings about. I just don't think it works. Um, or at least it doesn't work in the way that it's currently being um, utilized by companies. And I wanted to get your take on diversity, equity, inclusion, what it is, how it's being used, particularly in Silicon Valley in the tech world. And uh, yeah, and and where you think we go from here with it all? Well, um, <clears throat> I think uh, again um, the things that we have in common um, are 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 there and they're in place with caveats with, with some of them. Um, as you mentioned, diversity and inclusion, and and how you think it it may not working. It has worked, but it's broken. Okay, so you know, I, I I think if we look back at the reason why diversity and inclusion had even become an issue is because of what has not been happening within the employment industry, especially in tech. Uh, I've been in Silicon Valley as a 
senior technical recruiter, talent acquisition manager for 20 plus years. I can literally, honestly count on one hand how many black engineers I have interviewed and hired for big companies, 20,000 employees, 30,000 employees, startup companies, mid-sized companies. Why is that? One asks the question, is it because of where we're located, California, and a lot of the black engineering schools are on the East Coast and in the South? Um, you know, that, that's, a, that's, a, uh, that's open for discussion. But be that as it may, um, that is a very, very low amount of black engineers that have been interviewed over a 20 year period. Why do, um, that, but why do you think that is? Why, like, why do you think there are, and just in fact, before I ask this, in London, I live in London, right? You're in, you're in California and, and you know, your, your background is Silicon Valley. I've worked in London, which is pretty much been the capital of the financial district, or at least it was rather for, you know, a large part of my life. Um, why do you think we're not seeing more um, minority engineers? Uh, again, you know, if I have to put my finger on it, I would certainly attribute that to number one, where the schools are located and where the minority engineers are graduating from and where they are opting to stay. Uh, you know, people have heard about California all over the country, all over the world, how expensive it is to live here. Um, and then for somebody to uproot their, their self from their family, their friends, their circle of influence, which may be in the South or in the, on the East Coast, to come out to California uh, to interview for an opportunity uh, I, I think it's it's a stretch for a lot of engineers. Um, not to say that it hasn't happened. So okay, well let me say this then. I I I mean since since COVID, I've probably done maybe two hundred technical interviews, just just for rail. I would say. Um, I don't think I've interviewed. Uh, sorry, shall we say this? Okay, in fact, let, let's take a step back with this. I don't, I don't see it as like a racial divide in the way that you do. Like, and I've grown up in London. It's the most multicultural city in the world, and I've said this to you, I think, before that you could knock on every single one of the houses on my street. There's probably about 150, 180 houses on my street. I'm guessing you meet at least 50 different nationalities. Right. Fair enough. Um, fair enough. Like I, I think that for me, the issue isn't, and I, I just want to allude to this. Is I don't think it's the companies are not creating opportunity for minority groups. I think that actually companies want to just hire the best people. Is it possible that actually um, there's a problem that is more fundamental in the education system that then displays itself in the jobs market and is there more of a problem in the education system that is actually far more fundamental 
in what is going on in the individual family, irrespective of one's creed, color, or religion. I, I think uh, you know you're 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 on to several different points there uh, because everything that uh, let, let me let me regress for a moment. Sure. In, in order for us to reach the the work environment, it has to start from the home environment, and you're looking at opportunity, and you're looking at lack of opportunity. You're looking at uh, people that are are blessed and that are are uh, have have more capital uh, uh, that, that's available to them versus those that don't. You're looking at those that uh, grow up in educational systems that have computer systems, and then you're looking at those that don't. So you have and have nots. So. There again, it starts from the very beginning of our fabric in 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 uh, in our country. So so keep pushing that down the line. Those that have and those that have not, those that have go to the best universities, they graduate and they get the best jobs. Those that have not may not even make it to the universities. Therefore, they're struggling to try to get the job. So so let, let's ask this. So what is what is the haves and what is the have-nots? Is it something because you know when you talk about computers, access to technology, technology is fairly modern, it's fairly new. So well, it's fairly new. However, uh what past 30 years? Yeah, let, let's let's even say just from really computers in the modern way, right? Let's just say yeah. last 20 years, like you know. I, I'd say I'd say probably more 30 years. You okay. know, when you're looking at Apple and, and IBM and and, yep. and Candy, uh, all in the school systems. Okay, yep. so so again, 30 years of of people of, of of people going through the educational system without having access to computers versus those that do, and just unfortunately, the ones that don't happen to be minorities. Now you you mentioned earlier that you don't see and in your neighborhood it's a very diverse neighborhood. It's easy for one to not see if you're not walking in the shoes of a person that has all of the discrimination factors uh, that have been happening within the United States and I, probably the UK as well. But I mean, that, I mean systemic systemic racism has been happening in this country for over hundred years. And, 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 and you say, uh, and you agree or disagree on that? When you say systemic racism, do you systemic mean- Systemic racism. Oh, so yeah, sure. So, but can we define what we mean by systemic racism? But I mean, just what it is to say, you know, it's been ingrained and embedded in our country. Are you, are you saying are you saying the institutions themselves are racist? It's been into, institutionalized. Exactly, it's been institutionalized. It's been given. It's been proven, and and they and it's people realize and know that. I I can't. I have to be very careful not to comment on American politics. Right, I don't live in America, but from sure. an outside sure. perspective, it would appear that the institutions are not racist. Just from an outside perspective, I'm not saying I, I could be wrong, 
I, but it appears that the institution very, are, very wrong. Are on, but but it also it appears that they are less racist than they were a hundred years ago. Like, could, could we agree that? Do, do you agree that actually this there is less racism in the system today than there was, say, Brown Brown v Board nineteen fifty four racial segregation? Like, is there more or less racism in the system today, or more? I, can I don't agree think in I can agree that we have made strides in the United States because you can look at the people that have come out of it. I mean, we even had a you know Barack Obama, uh, a black president. So yes, you know the 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 state of the United States have made strides. However, look just look at what's happened, you know, over the last eight years. And, and what has, um, well, let's, I want to answer that. so just just on that. So over the last eight years, what institutions specifically are would you say are, are and you don't have to call them out because obviously I answer if you would want to, or the types of institutions you think are racist and what these racist policies and laws actually are. Well, uh, again, um, you, b because of um, our society. And 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 the way things are now uh, not tolerated, I think the the type of racism that occurs is hidden. You know, it's subtle. You can't. It used to be a lot overt. You know, it just you know black water fountains, white water fountains. Okay, that's as clear as it could be. Now it's you know it's one water fountain that can be used, but you know you you still have situations where, um, you know, companies are not, uh, the, the whole purpose of diversity and inclusion is because companies have looked up and noticed the reality of it all is, you know, we've got a company here with 20,000 employees and 1%, if not less, might be of minority background now my work when i say minority, is, that, wait, hold be, on, is that is that racist well it well it could be because of that you know you know so, so no one knows because you you can't no one has come right out and said i felt but but there have been lawsuits that have been generated because of that i think walmart had a huge lawsuit because they were not promoting black employees in management positions, okay? There's been multiple companies that have been had lawsuits brought against them because of that. But that, now, up, that, that doesn't mean, that doesn't, just, just to be clear, that doesn't mean that you, know, you could bring a lawsuit against someone. Surely the outcome of the lawsuit is really determining the conclusion as to whether or not that's, organization has acted improperly or not so like but, but in in terms of any laws i've got to be careful what to say not to mention any companies or to accuse any companies but sure. you know but i'm trying i'm struggling to see where the racism is in in the system and again this is an outside perspective and i think that one thing that we have to do all of us can do a better job of is evaluating right well, no doubt, no doubt about it. But one thing I can I can certainly testify to, uh, Lawrence, is I'm a black male. I've lived it. 
I've lived in and worked in Silicon Valley and I have experienced it. Okay. So when you experience something, you don't make it up. It's for real. It's happened. Okay. So your experience is a lot different than mine. No, listen, I, I listen, I, I, I worked for, I worked for a financial services company for, for quite a while, for quite a long time, actually, you know, they, they used to make like concentration camp jokes to me, right? English, like old school English. They'd make concentration camp like jokes about me, right? But that doesn't make the company racist. That means that actually certain individuals I were I was working with are racist. And okay. they said things that they said things that were offensive and things that shouldn't be said and things that shouldn't be repeated. But I think yeah. the danger, the danger though, is to say that oh, actually, the whole world's against me. No, yeah, I, I, I correct. Uh, uh, excuse me for interrupting you. No, um, please go ahead. The danger is if the company allowed those people that were saying these racist remarks to you to remain at that company. That's the danger. I'm not saying that the world is against, uh, you know, uh, minority or or black or white, but I can tell you this much. When is the last time you've seen a complete Indian family sit down to a dinner? When I say I say American Indian. Oh, American Indian. Yeah. When's the last um, time you've seen that uh, out out for dinner anywhere? I mean, I, I can honestly tell you, I have never seen, and I've been in California, you know, for a while, and I've never seen that. And you know why? Because it was America's intent, you know, to totally wipe them off the earth, planet. And now, well, what do you call that? What would I call that? Are you talking about? Are you talking about genocide? Maybe. But respectfully, are you are you talking about something that happened? And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Well, no, yeah. actually, I'm lying. I'm saying it's wrong. But how does how does that fit in? to america right now how does that help america progress how does that help people who are alive today struggling to pay their bills people that want a better life they want to create uh, a better opportunities for themselves how does placing blame of the past help america progress and again well, what, i'm what not american i'm not american yeah. so yeah what, what, what that know, does uh lawrence i, I think by placing blame and for people to understand is, is to learn, okay? And not to repeat your mistakes. And if you have the power to not to repeat your mistakes and to advance and to do things differently and to help rather than hinder, I think that helps a society move forward and not stay and spin in in, in 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 one group of people only to progress. So what's the solution then? So 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 how how do we do this? Because diversity you know, and inclusion, okay. you know, it, to include others, to go out of your way. You know, if if you want to, what does that, hold on, what does that mean? More, like again, well, I, it, I mean, I mean, to me, I grew it, up in a multicultural society, so you know, like, does it? So, so for me, what what I 
what I'm thinking, I'm a solutions person, like Rayon is designed to enable people to build their own companies, people that may otherwise not have been afforded the opportunity. But the reality is, is that actually building a company is really, really hard. And you're far more likely to succeed if you have the right temperament, if you have the right characteristics, if you have the right network, right? You know, the and, right education, and the right education, right? Whether which I was doing, and more than that, right? Also, um, the reality is is that raising capital on startups is is necessary. It, it doesn't matter how educated you are, if you don't have those contacts, it's very hard to break into that inner circle. That said, yes. one thing I would have loved to have asked you first of all, you know, can we both agree that like life isn't fair, and that, that's okay. It's okay that life. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's where Darwin's theory of evolution comes in. You know, the strong survive. Sure. Life is not fair. Oh. However, sure, go on. However, you know, when there are atrocities being done, if you are walking down the street and you're seeing a man beat a woman in front of you and you don't do anything about it, but turn, turn your head and keep walking, then you're part of the problem, not part of the solution. And you say you're a solutions person. I agree. But I'm saying that actually the solution is not to attribute guilt. The attribute, the, the solution is to actually find a scalable and sustainable solution. And for me, with Rayon, what I want to be able to do is make it far easier for people to build their own companies, to obtain the right education, but also from a younger age, to help involve the parents in being involved in their parents in in, in their child's education, kids absolutely. How involved? How involved are the parents? Right when we when I, when I see what's going on in the news, when I see like the killings and the stabbings, right? We've got probably just as big, if not bigger, issues in the UK than you do in the US, and we don't have guns here. You know, at the same time. Is it not the responsibility of the parents? And at some point, isn't there like an expiration date on blaming the world for the way your life is? And actually, you need to like just like put your shit together and just you well, know deal with play I, play the hand you've been dealt. I I agree with the part of the parents um, play a major factor. Why would you bring a child into this world and not provide them or try to do the best you can? and to educate and try to, to teach this young person right from wrong and not to, to let them grow up in the streets and, and figure it out themselves. That's where a lot of the problems uh, certainly are, are happening right now today. And, that's, and, and that goes through different generations that, that um, uh, people have labeled Generation X, Generation Z, Generation, you know, uh, you know these are latchkey kids that are... Uh, handling their own, raising themselves, coming home. Um, all of these things are attributed to the work environment. You know, latchkey kids, both parents were working, kids were coming home, you know, the key, the key, or they've got a key or the key's under the, the rock, they're letting themselves in, they're raising themselves. You know, Generation X, lost generation, you know. So a lot of these things are all part of our culture. You know our culture and the way we move into different times and different spaces. But, but I totally you, agree but with, this, with with sorry. with people saying that 
At what point do you take responsibility? I think, you know, there's not a there's not an age, I think, where you could point a finger. A lot of people go, hey, when you're 18, you're supposed to leave the house and, 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 and raise yourself. That's not true. People today are 30, 35, 40 years old still living at home, you know? And why? Because our economy, you know, times are different, you know? And and you you can't put an age or a time when I mean, you're supposed to, to to point to a person and say, get out there and and make it happen when things aren't happening for them. If yeah, so I think okay, with that, what I'm what I'm okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but what you're saying is it's harder to make money now than ever before. Absolutely, I agree. No, but sorry, apologies. Is that what you're saying? You're saying that it's harder now to make oh, money. No, I, I'm say, I'm saying if you are not equipped with the education and the opportunity, right, sure. it's harder. It's so, harder to make to make money than ever before. Right, so Kim, what if I said this? What if I said one of the one of the problems that I see genuinely, and this isn't anything to do with race, because again, one thing I try and do is avoid talking about one race versus another race. I think that in itself is highly divisive. Instead, I like to talk about like levels of education. Why is it, right, that actually when I'm interviewing people, a lot of them, they can't read properly. They can't, it, I feel embarrassed when I see some of the emails they send me. I've seen some of my team, um, or old team rather, they, unfortunately, um, post on like social media. And I was just like, Emma, I need you to check whatever they post. I need you to check before they post because they're, they're not, they're getting their spellings wrong. There's no grammar. You know, sometimes I give them stuff to read and they're not reading it like at a mature reading level. Like surely that, isn't that the problem? Isn't that the issue? And then that, that is not specific to race. No, no. It, again, that's a tribute to education. You know, have they been educated correctly? Have they, where were they educated? Have they had access to the proper tools to be educated? You know, those things are extremely important. I mean, if you grow up and, and, and you have a computer and I grow up and I don't have a computer, what do you think, who's going to advance further, quicker? The person who reads the most. Let me tell you something. Every kid now that I'm speaking to, they've all grown up with computers. Because oh, Absolutely. And I can testify to that as well because I have a couple. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they they they, they know things with computers nowadays that, that I mean, adults. But hold on, but they can't read. That, that's my issue. You can have all the technology in the world, right? You know, if you said to me, what's the most, you know, what's the greatest technological advancement that, you know, humanity ever made? I'm tempted to say the printing press over the internet, you know, and, and the reality is, is that right now, the... I see it completely different. I don't see it as a us against them issue. I don't. I see it as an educational reform issue. And the challenge is, is that actually educational reform takes decades, decades. You know, and I would certainly, time. I would certainly agree with you. You know, right. and and to me, one thing that 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 I said to myself, I go, you know, uh, there's been talks about reparations for years. And you know what reparations to me would be? Reform the educational system. Let it start from the beginning. You know, make it equal across the board. 
If you go to Beverly Hills, California, and you go to a school system there, and you, you got computers everywhere, and you got all modern uh, textbooks, and then you go back into Washington, D.C., across the street from the White House, where you've got one of the largest ghettos in the world, and you go into one of their schools, and they've got the same computer system and the same books that they do in, in, in uh, Beverly Hills, that to me is education reform. But hold up, hold up, but, but then hold up, but are the kids in one school progressing better than the other? Because if 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 it's possible that they are, right, they are, to me, I don't see the issue as being technological. Well, sorry, I don't see it starting with access to computers. For me, it's how involved are your family in your dis in your decision making in your educational decision making because between the ages of really zero to seven zero to ten right that is when your family have the biggest impact on you after oh, that yeah sure sure so, so, so let me ask you a question so sure. if, if you have a uh, um uh a single parent trying to raise a a young man and you're asking how involved is she versus a two-parent household uh that and, oh by the way she she makes uh minimum wage or she's working two jobs to make uh barely make uh, enough money to to take care of her and her son and then you say uh, and then there's a two-family household that are uh you you say medium income that there's no question on and, and they both have access to computers and they both have the same educational books but the parents that are involved there's two parents versus one parent okay Somebody's going to lose. Somebody's going to lose. And that's not all the time, but some of the time. You well, know what I mean? Most of the time. Uh, probably. I'm, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm exactly. I mean, the percentage. I can't put my finger on the percentage, no. but you know, but, but you can just tell the difference. I mean, if you have no supervision versus supervision and, and you've got two, two parents, uh, you know, teaching and, 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 and uh, um, guiding and 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 being there for the child versus one, and then and then you look at where the child lives. If this one child is uh, has a a very high chance, a probability of walking outside of his house and getting beat up and and, and possibly killed versus a well policed area. You know, there's a lot of differences when it comes to uh, you know, where that person lives, how that person is yeah. raised. Yeah. where the parents are so you know you are a product of your environment oh, okay i massively agree with you about that and i think that actually so, so this is what i feel that is actually lacking if you don't mind can i give my opinion on the united states about absolutely absolutely because it, it's the same in the uk here so over the last like 10 12 years since the 2008 financial crisis we've really like damaged and like cut our police numbers right there's no police Genuinely, like it's, it's, there's very, I think I've worked out that in the UK, well, there's 650 constituencies, each member of parliament um, oversees their own constituency. And I think on average, there's 270 active police officers per constituency. It's tiny, it's, there's not a lot of police. And what happens is that actually businesses then lose confidence to actually build their foundations in an area that is being, um, damaged right by people living in that area it's being destroyed um businesses are then looking thinking actually why do i want to, want to invest in that part of london you know if if my shop's going to be torn down my building's going to be um spray painted with orange paint or anything to that effect right. you know or, or worse or looting you know right. 
Um, and essentially, we've we've completely depleted the the police numbers. That has caused companies to lose confidence, right? And simultaneous to that, simultaneous to that, we've also got, like we're saying, a broken education system and a lost generation who have more opportunity than ever. But for some reason, they don't see it. They don't see right. that actually, I even in London, like if you get in with the right company in London, if you get in with the right startup, you could very easily change your life and the life of your families. And that, and what you're saying is an exact carbon copy here in the United States. All it takes is for you to join. Uh, you could stumble into the uh, to to the right startup company. Even has with us. Even and that will change your future and your kids' future. You know, but how often does that happen? hundred percent agree, and it's you no, know, it's getting harder and harder to stand out. Yes, but yes. But going back to taking personal responsibility, I think that there's more opportunity now than ever before. I think that irrespective of of the you know the views of the individual and people can be cruel and unfair, you know, and unkind, there's still more opportunity. Surely, especially well, let, me, let, let me let me stop you there. I mean, you're saying there's more opportunity, but at what level? There's not more opportunity at the educational level for kids. You still have the cool same period. school systems. You no, still no. have the same broken school system that was there in the 60s. The mm -hmm. same broken school system. There are schools out there right now that have no computers in them. There are schools right now that have uh, aged textbooks. And these are the kids, that, and the teachers are, by the way, don't want to teach because they're they're in fear of their own safety coming to school. Right. So, so hold on, that, that, that's, that, that goes back to my point about policing. Exactly. So so the dollars aren't being spent where they should be spent. So that goes all back to the reforming the educational system. So, so the opportunities that you're saying there are more opportunities. Yeah, there are. There's opportunities for there those that make it through the school system no. and can you, you you can listen you can go you you can get you have access we have phones right we do and don't tell me that these kids that have that maybe they haven't got computers in the schools they've all got smartphones yeah they got right? smartphones right you know? so, by so hook or by crook by uh, hook or by crook they have a smartphone right, by hook or by crook but right so so there's a guy on YouTube, I think it's called like Flecker's Talks, right? He's an American dude. And he goes around like uh, Times Square and he asks these American kids, like teenagers, the most basic questions, like how many states are there in the US? Or, you know, what's the, the, the capital of England? Like really easy questions. They don't know. Then he asked them questions about that. Who's your royal family? The Kardashians, right? And they yeah. know the answer to them. Sure. It's, it's. I'm telling you, I don't agree with you about the fact that it's. They don't have access to the the tools. They're not using them properly. And again, it might be a case that actually, you disagree with the fact that you know, it's black and white. Either you have it or you don't have. It. I can't say everybody has the same access. It's no, just no, not no, there. Hold, hold up, but hold up, but it, but you're saying you're saying by hook or by crook they've got smartphones. Yeah, but who can buy crook? People walk around in $150 Jordans tennis shoes. 
You right. know, people are, getting, people are getting killed on the street for tennis shoes. Right. But they don't have computers in their schools. But why... No, why? Why are the parents not saying right? You're not buying. You're not buying your hundred and fifty dollars Jordans, and we're going to put the that. Parents the parents aren't getting them. The parents aren't buying them for them. You know. You know. You got drugs. You got uh, all these people. Uh, you know, th their role models are the drug kingpins, the, the, the people that are making the money out on the street, the fast money, the fancy cars, the basketball, Again, football no, players, you're, you're, the athletes. But the education system. Is where it is being, uh, you know, that that's lacking right now. What do everybody you... doesn't have equal access. But you're saying that they don't have equal access, but they do have smartphones. Absolutely, I would agree with that that statement. But then, but then they do have equal access. No smartphone. You can't take a smartphone and 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 learn and go to college with and, and learn. I look, I, I'm saying, at, at, hold on, at the age of 30, I took a smartphone or I took the internet. I learned how to build an artificial intelligence company. Now, here's the thing. One sec. There is something which comes down to ability, right? And, and I'm a big believer that I'm... I was about to say, you're, you're a very smart individual, Lawrence. Uh, everybody's not like you. <laughs> I don't know how smart I don't know about that. Actually, I'm smart enough to answer. I was just saying, you know. Yeah, you got me there. <laughs> we we even have terrible. Larry. We even have Larry Ellison, uh, one of the founder, uh, the founder of Oracle, who gives commencement speeches and tells um people, "Why are you wasting your time in college?" You know, you know. So, so, you know, it's not all the time equal access, and it's intelligence. That that really uh, overwhelmingly is important, but you have to get it somewhere, and it has to start somewhere. Yeah. And if you've never had it, if it's never been available to you, or your parents, or their parents, then your chances of getting it are diminished compared to somebody who's got a silver spoon. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, I would, and and I I think that um, I think that again it goes back to my earlier point that okay, so I, I'm not from money, right? My family, I'm not from money at all. Neither am I. Neither am I. But I was very fortunate that I had two parents who actually themselves didn't come from easy backgrounds, to say the least. But I was very fortunate that they placed huge emphasis on our education, and I was blessed to be able to go. go to a phenomenal, phenomenal school. But more than that, I had parents that would read books to me that got me reading and you know I had one teacher when I was like 10 years old where I think I was probably not a very good reader and she was like you're amazing brilliant let's get you reading like E.M. Foster and Thomas Hardy and I was like I'm a good reader and just she, she blagged me into reading right that's all it takes that's all it takes right so what do we do? Okay, I've got this platform. We've got Rayon, right? Rayon is designed to actually, I want to create equal opportunity. I don't believe in equal outcome. I just don't believe it. I don't think that, I, I don't think that's possible. And I don't think it's right to have equal. It's not. It's not. And I, I would agree with you there. Because of people's different abilities to, to, to learn, you're not going to get equal outcome based on equal opportunity. However, you are going to get a more educated, a more advanced individual based on equal access. Well, what I'm doing with Rayon, and you know, we're not we're not fully there yet, but I'm creating equal access for people 
to build companies or be involved. So I'll give you an example. You have a plethora of knowledge, right? The backbone of building any company in Silicon Valley, it really comes down to recruitment. It does. Any business, yes. really. Yes. Um, that that's that's the that's the secret that you know is almost uh, unrecognized. Um we have created a platform where people like yourself, you could come on board, you could sign up to it, and you could say, Hey guys, you know, I can't commit loads of time, but I'm I'm okay to give you five hours a month or four hours a month or three, whatever it might be. And in exchange, I would want stock options, you know, or actually I'm gonna do it out of the kindness of my heart, right? Which is actually how Rayon exists, right? People just helping us. So, you know, we're creating a platform where actually people can actually build their um, build their companies. We're going to provide them with the tools and the resources. But I've got to ask you that I think that, you know, I look at America, I see respectfully, I see a superpower in decline, in rapid decline. I see a huge like drug problem with fentanyl going across the United States. I see a broken education system. In the United Kingdom, I see, again, a broken education system, a, a government that is completely overwhelmed. And I, in both parts, I'm seeing a almost a lost generation. There are, and, 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 and I, would, I would agree with you, you know, there's been a broken education system for years, for 50 years. I mean, I, I did it, you know, uh, I was looking at the welfare system when it, it was started here in the United States. President Roosevelt developed the welfare system in 1935. And his mind was to help the poor. But the backbone of that welfare system, no one ever really talks about. And it was designed in the black community the, the black male had to be out of the household in order for the mother or the black female to receive any benefits. That chased the black male out of the homes and, all of and a put sudden, them in the streets so and what, put what, them in the streets so, to do to, to fend for themselves. So, so do you do you see a problem in having so much? Sorry, again, it's such big government and coming on to. I've got to be careful here of Democrats versus Republicans, but uh, of course, of you know, course, you know. But there's also that argument there, right? That the problem is is big government, right? Where actually the government have they are able to almost subsidize, respectfully subsidize the dads in the home or, or one of the parents in the home, and then all of a sudden there's this false belief of independence, um, and again, it's the children that suffer. So exactly. again, I, I'm a big believer, equal opportunity. I don't like this whole welfare system where it's open to being a taken advantage of, right? But I don't mean by the individual. I mean, actually saying, you know, you, you we, we're going to take care of you to such an extent where, you know, you don't well, have- You make a living out of it. I, yeah. I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Right. I mean, what, what, what has happened because of the way the system- they they put a system in place and didn't do any of it didn't do anything else right they didn't try to go to the to reform education they didn't try to make it equal across the board in in a lot of different ways they just figured they could throw money at a situation what were they and trying all, to achieve though you say the situation what what, what were they trying well, to they were trying to achieve uh you know the, as as i said the system was developed in in 
President Roosevelt, as they say, to help poor people. Okay, so you think if you keep throwing money at poor people and not teaching them how to make money, what are they going to expect? More money to be thrown at them. You teach a man how to fish, he's going to eat for life. You keep giving him a fish every day, he's going to be there with his hands out looking for a fish. And that's what they did with the welfare system. And that's what's still going on here in the U.S. Because we have a huge immigration issue. And, and the more uh, immigrants that pour into the United States, the larger the system is becoming, depending upon you know, help from the government. I mean, you know, uh, so. Yeah, but isn't it fair to say that actually, like, so I'm actually looking at it now, like, in the 1930s to up until like the end of the 1950s, am I correct in saying that actually, um, poorer groups and I am I, I'm fine. Let's say like minority groups in America, they were thriving, right? They they were no 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 no. They've never been thriving. Okay, I thought that there were a lot of like Black American professionals, and again, Jewish people you, that went out. Isolated, isolated professionals that have come out and have, have pulled themselves out of the, the, the yeah, the, the for a group. No, they've never been thriving. You can't use the word thriving. You right. know, they've been surviving. You know, but, but, but were there not a lot of like uh, minority businesses that were actually very, very successful on scale. There were some, but whole, uh, whole towns were burnt down and 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 as they were thriving and, and white America saw them thriving, they took offense to that. If you look at Oklahoma, uh, there was a whole black town and financial district that was burnt and slaughtered because they the were successful. Is that, the Tulsa, is that Tulsa, the Tulsa race Tulsa, massacre. Oklahoma, correct. Yeah, the Tulsa race massacre. Okay, that now, was 1921, right? Yeah. Okay. But why did that happen? Because they were surviving and they were thriving and they were doing well. You know, recently they, they, they turned over a piece of property in Huntington Beach, California. It was a, a black owned a stretch of beach, of beachfront property that uh, a black family owned and uh, they, you know, blacks were not allowed to, to go onto the beach with 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 white people. So they created their own little resort area, and okay. they were doing well. They were thriving. Wait, what so, did they so, do? So. They they stole it from them. And when they recently what year, what year turned they, it back over? Right. Well, what year did they steal it? Oh, back in the back in the thirties or forties. I, I, I don't have the fact. exact date. Yeah, but what I'm saying, but what I'm saying as an example. You know, that is generational wealth lost. Okay. But you're going to hate my view on it, right? I'm I'm Jewish. Am, yeah, I, no, going no. Go, am I going to go back to am I, you know, my family, like European Jews? Am I going to go back to Germany and say, hey, actually, um, you know, we, we uh, my family deserve like reparations and everything for any any money or any wealth that was stolen from us? You or, know, you, you, or, would have, or, you would have a right. You would have a right. You know what they did? Does they, that you know what they did to the Japanese when they intern camped them in World War II? They took all their property, the United States did. But they, they after they let them loose, they offered reparations to all the surviving family, $50,000 to I, the I, Japanese. I've, I've visited those Japanese prisoner of war camps, and I promise you that- Here in the United States. Here in the I, United States. 
They offered them reparations for taking their property and in, in term camping. Now, why is that? Was that guilt? They knew what they did was wrong. Up, I'm, I'm, asking, I'm asking, but I'm asking, does that actually, does that help? And again, I, this is where I think you and I differ. If you focus on the division, on, on what, which race did what to whom, right? You can go all the way back and actually you can say. Oh, absolutely. I oh. agree with you. I'm, it not help I'm not focusing on that. Right. So, okay. so, so what is this? Sorry, go on. You can't focus, no doubt, but you have to understand and you can't lose focus of what's happening. Okay. Because the only way you could do better is to understand what, what you did 